Caution. The contents of this podcast may be historical, but they're still served piping hot. We're brewing up the classics here on the Coffeehouse Classical Music Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Coffeehouse Classical Music Podcast. My name is Asa. And I'm Allison. Now, as you hopefully know, we just came off of a big project focusing on Haydn. We thought we'd take a little break from the major research with a fun intermission episode. This will be a little bit different than our normal episodes, as this will be a game show hosted by me for Asa. And, of course, you listeners are invited to play along at home. So the game I've created is called Mahler Hammer Time, which really has nothing to do with the game mechanics. It just gives us a quick excuse to briefly include some good hard facts about Mahler. So, Asa, do you know what a Mahler Hammer is? I think so. A Mahler Hammer is the big wooden hammer that the lucky percussionist plays. (laughs) <laughs> that everybody gets excited about, right? <laughs> yeah, you're, you're pretty correct there. Um, it was actually an instrument that's invented by Mahler, and it is both a wooden hammer as well as a sturdy wooden box. Uh, so it was invented by Mahler for the use specifically at the end of his sixth symphony, and it is meant to provide the sound of a devastating blow capable of cutting someone down. So every time the symphony is performed, a new Mahler hammer has to be built exclusively for it. And that's a fairly easy task because you just find a sturdy wooden box and usually a really big, usually wooden, hammer that you hit it with. And if you search up Mahler hammer on YouTube, there are countless focus cams of this lucky percussionist who gets to perform the big hit. And sometimes the hammer is so big that it provides some really hubris recoils, depending on the size of the percussionist. (laughs) However, it seems that sometimes the conductor or the percussionist is not satisfied with the sound of the particular hammer. Sometimes it can be dull, might not have any reverb and just sound like bad noise, so people are always endeavoring for the best way to make their sturdy box. In one iteration, constructed for Graham Jones of the Royal Liverpool Philharmonic, the box actually featured springs and a diaphragm, so that when slammed into by the 12-pound hammer, it created extra air displacement, giving a mighty and deep whoomp of sound. But as we stated before, this has really nothing to do with our game today. Instead, we'll actually be focusing on a particular piece by Mahler called Songs of a Wayfarer, which was composed between 1883 and 1884. It is a four-movement song cycle that was written and dedicated for Mahler's ill-fated love interest of the time, Johanna Richter, a soprano at the Cassell Opera Company that Mahler was currently working at. The poems that Mahler set to music were written himself, rather than borrowed from other poets at the time. They are extremely melancholy, as was the favored style of the young tortured romantics. Mahler himself had a generally dark outlook on life since he was a child. His home life was unstable, as his parents came from drastically different social classes. He experienced xenophobia as an Austrian Jew living in a natively Czech region, 
and all of his 13 younger siblings either died or were affected by severe illness. That being said, he is still able to at least acknowledge a lighter tone, as exemplified in the lyrics of the first song. And beyond that, he even used the melody that he'd written for this song as the theme of the first movement of his first symphony that was written just a few years later and heard in the background of this podcast. So we know that overall, this is meant to be a somewhat sad and melancholy tale, but in Mahlerhammer time, we are here to add some levity to the lyrics. All right, let's do this. Are you ready, Asa? No, but let's do it. (laughs) It's always hammer time. So the rules of Mahlerhammer time are simple. I will ask you for a word, and you will give me a word. Then I'll work some magic, and in the end, we'll have a beautiful new poem full of light and laughter. So it's basically Mad Libs. <laughs> Mahler Mad Libs. <laughs> but that doesn't sound as cool as Mahler Hammer Time. <laughs> it does not. I agree with you there. <laughs> All right. So are you ready? Yeah, I am now. Okay, good. So the first clue, I guess it's not a clue. The first blank I'll need you to fill in for me is a specific time of day. Mid-morning. All right. Um, a plural noun, please. Leaves. Lovely. All right. A past tense verb. Past tense verb. Scurried. Ooh. All right. Um, now this one is a little complex, so let me know if you need an explanation, but way of calling somebody in order to greet them or get their attention. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> Great. What Actually, up? <laughs> Yo, what up? When I was typing this out for you, that was the one that came to mind of like, how would I explain this to him? So, yo, what up? Yo, what up? All right. (laughs) And then we get to repeat that for our next blank as well. All right. Excellent. Perfect. (laughs) All right. Now we need an adjective. An adjective. Oh, man. My mind is blank. (laughs) Stiff. Stiff? Uh-huh. Alright. And then a noun, please. Glass. Glass? Mm-hmm. Okay. You know I'm about to start looking around my office, and so... Close if... your eyes. Look inside <laughs> yourself. <laughs> if the words that I start to provide are excessively computery, then that is why. <laughs> All right, we'll see how this goes. The next thing I need is an onomatopoetic noise. Pop. Okay. And then we will repeat that. Pop, pop. All right, and now another adjective, please. Um, lightweight. Nice. Oops, I spelled that wrong. What did we expect, though? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Now we need a plural noun. Knobs. Ooh. And a past tense verb. Slid. All right. Adjective. Crusty. Ooh. (laughs) All right. For this one, we need a time or a place. A time or a place. Yes. Either will work. 
Okay. Um. Or, you know, you could do a time and a place if you wanted. Okay. Let's do 7 p.m. <laughs> All right. That's wonderful. <laughs> Just <Okay>. wonderful. <laughs> All right. An adjective, please. Adjective aging. What? Aging. Aging. Okay. For a second, my brain is like, isn't that a verb, though? It can be. This is the beauty of language. Wow. All right. We need another onomatopoetic word, please. Um, gosh, the only one I can think of is pop. Uh-oh. Okay, here's the difference between you and me. You think of noises like pop that I guess are kind of computery, and I think of noises like meow or grr that are kind of animal-y. That would be because I'm an engineer and you're a veterinarian. <laughs> <laughs> but we're both musicians, Asa, so we can come up with something. <laughs> That's true. Is warble on a monopoetic? Sure. Okay, let's use that. Let's use warble. Warble. Oh, and then we are doing it twice more after that. <laughs> warble, warble, warble. Wonderful. I look forward to you reading that. <laughs> I do, too. Probably going to trip over it. All right, and now we just need an exclamation. Wow. <laughs> really? Nice. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. All right, now we need a verb. Not a past tense, just a regular verb. All right. Um, to bonk. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can conjugate that as you need. But bonk as in verb. Yes. No, two is already in the sentence, so we have it okay, correctly, correctly conjugated. <laughs> All right, now we need a noun. Uh, bonk, as in the noun. What? Yeah, as oh. in you bonked me on the head. This okay. is my bonk. <laughs> All right. This is the bonk on my head. <laughs> okay, and then I need another noun. <laughs> um... Bump? A bump? A bump as in this bonk left a bump on my head. <laughs> Alright. Next one. We need a type of plant. Um, The first plant that came to mind is wisteria, and I don't know why. I'm surprised not tomato, but okay. What about with wisteria? I'm going to Google wisteria because I don't know what that looks like. <laughs> Oh, it's a drooping purple flower. It's quite pretty. Well, I think you'll be satisfied with the next category. Excellent. It is a type of animal. A cat. Really? Yes. A cat? Yes. Really? Yes, Allison. A of cat. all the animals out there? Yes. Okay. Meow meow. Exactly. Cat. Okay, next I need two opposite adjectives, also known as antonyms. Two antonyms. Um, let's see. Let's go with gummy and rigid. <laughs> this is perfect. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> okay, next we need an adjective. Let's do a uh, tangled. All right, all right. Now I need another way of calling someone. 
Um, <laughs> so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then I need another adjective. Um, gosh. That's not an adjective. I know, that's an exclamation, and I should have yeah. used that instead of nice. You want me to replace it? Yes. <laughs> okay. Use gosh. 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 I'm gonna have to read that. Great. Yeah. Um, let's do smooth. <laughs> oh, this is excellent. I'm not gonna be able to get through this without laughing. <laughs> All right, now I need an emotion. Melancholy. This is Mahler, after all. It's actually quite good for what word I'm replacing it for. I've spelt it wrong again. All right, and then we're going to do the same emotion as above. And then I need a final verb. Um, no, this is the last verb. It has to be good. It's the last thing that you're going to give me. So, yeah, it has to yeah. be good. Um... <laughs> Take as much time as you need. One of my favorite verbs in the world is defenestrate. <laughs> and of course, that definition is to throw oneself through a window. Yes. <laughs> I think that's perfect. Would you like to okay. use that as your verb? I'm going to use that as my final verb. Did I spell it right? Nope. <laughs> All right. That is so wonderful. Okay, All Asa. Right. The magic has been worked. The spell has been cast. Are you ready to be enchanted? I am ready to be enchanted by Mahler's new Songs of the Wayfarer 2021 edition. Mahler featuring the coffee house. So here we go. Songs of a Wayfarer. I went over the field this mid-morning. Dew still hung on the leaves. The Mary Finch scurried to me. Yo, what up? Right? Good morning. Yo, what up? Isn't it? You, isn't it a stiff glass? Pop, pop, nice and lightweight. How the world pleases me. <laughs> Even the knobs in the field, in cheerful spirits, merrily slid with crusty bells, ding dong. Their 7 p.m. greeting. Isn't it an aging world? Warble, warble, warble. Dong, beautiful thing, how the world pleases me. Gosh! <laughs> it was a good idea to switch that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's why I pushed you so hard. Warble, right. warble, warble, dong. And there in the sunshine, the world immediately began to bonk. Everything gained <laughs> a bonk and a bump in the sunshine. Wisterias and cats, gummy and rigid. Good day, isn't it a tangled world? Sup, isn't it a smooth world? Now will my melancholy also begin? No, no, the melancholy I mean can never defenestrate for me. That was incredible. I really like, sup, isn't it a smooth world? The whole world gained a bonk. <laughs> and a bump. <laughs> All right. So now we'll read what the actual lyrics are so that you can see Mahler's gloominess. I went over the field this morning. Dew still hung on the grasses. The Mary Finch spoke to me. Hey, you, right? Good morning. Hey, isn't it? You, isn't it a beautiful world? Chirp, chirp, nice and sharp. 
how the world pleases me. Even the bluebells in the field, in cheerful spirits merrily rung, with little bells ding-dong their morning greeting. Isn't it a beautiful world? Ding-ding-dong, beautiful thing. How the world pleases me, hooray! And there in the sunshine, the world immediately began to sparkle. Everything gained sound and color in the sunshine. Flower and bird, big and small. Good day, isn't it a beautiful world? Hey you, isn't it a beautiful world? Now will my happiness also begin? No, no, the happiness I mean can never bloom for me. It's a real downer there at the end, Mahler. Yeah, that's kind of the point. Yeah. <laughs> but you really changed it up in our Mahler hammer time. Cause I did. You said, should the melancholy begin? No, no, it never can. Well, it can never defenestrate for you. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. If, um, if any one of our listeners is a vocalist who would like to record this, um, that would make my entire life. <laughs> and by record this, I do mean our edited version. Yes. <laughs> Hopefully I read it clear enough that you have all the lyrics. Well, thank you very much for joining us for Mahler Hammer Time, and we hope you had as much fun as we did. And, of course, we'll be back in our next episode with a very special someone who we're sure you're familiar with. Wink, wink. It may or may not be Beethoven. No, it, wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't confirm. I didn't confirm, wink, wink. Sure, you know, maybe it's Haydn again. It might be. Because we need a fourth episode on Haydn. We already have four episodes on Haydn. Sorry, we need a fifth episode on Haydn. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you all once again for tuning in. If you have a friend, family member, or colleague who you think would enjoy our content, do go ahead and share this podcast with them. For The Coffee House, I'm Asa. And I'm Allison. Thank you so much for listening. Mahler's Symphony No. 1 was performed by the DuPage Symphony Orchestra, conducted by Barbara Schubert. You can find The Coffee House on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Follow us on Facebook or Instagram. Email us at coffeehouseclassical at gmail.com.